This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What would you do if you hit the lottery? We're not talking about like a $25 scratch-off ticket. $1.5 billion like the woman who just won came forward and claimed and put in her pocket. J.N. Fien and Brandon Phoenix, that is me. We will talk about what we would do with that money, and then you can tell us what you think of what we said. We're going to talk about football, basketball, some of the non-revenue-generating sports, give you a quick update about our Charleston Sports Pub appearance, and give you all the other fun stuff that we always do, including, Jeremy... Brandon Phoenix is off my chest. Get it off your chest. Two weeks in a row. Here we go. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. Here we go, pop culture. You just heard Bruno Mars. You want to be a millionaire so bad. I want to be a millionaire so bad. Billionaire with a B. Oh, excuse me, with a B coming in. What would you do? You win the lottery or you you inherit some kind of money. Would you inherit billions or get billions with a B? What would you do? What would you spend it on? What would you splurge on? What would be your first buy? I want to know. Tell me. Fiend. Once again, let me introduce ourselves. Myself, JN Fiend, Raspy Voice Kids. Also with I Also Hate Pit B Fiend. What up, what up, what up? I, 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 you know, Raspy Voice Kids. Jordan Ty Curry will also be joining us. And we want to get your thought process, man. I personally have thought about this uh, probably every day since I was a child. <laughs> and what that makes me, I don't know. But I've thought about this a lot. Uh, uh, a human? One An American? I know, well, I want to make this clear first of all. I know up front... There are starving children in this world. There are pets that need adopted. There are people who have cancer bills they can't pay. Okay, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, and right. because I would give my money to WVU Athletics, God will never, ever let me have this money. Because I would definitely give too much of it to something that doesn't actually matter in real life. 
I've thought about this a lot because I want a national championship more than anything. I don't care if we cheat. I don't care if I have to jump off doubtful bags worth of money for players. I want a national championship. And I know everybody else is cheating, so I'd find a way to do it. T Boom Pickens, also a cheater. True. If true, I had $1.5 billion, West but Virginia. T-Bone, but T Bone Pickens also doesn't have a national championship. He doesn't, but West Virginia would. I guarantee it. Okay. I guarantee it. Neil Brown, Shane Lyons, and my money? Okay. But more importantly, the first thing you do, in my opinion, is you make sure everybody's straight. People that I know and love and that have been with me ride or die. So family that have been with me ride or die, your bills are erased. I'm with you 100%. Your yep. bills are erased, and I will give you a lump sum of money that you will never, ever ask me for money again. Yep. By, by the way, that's a great statement because I was thinking the exact same thing. I thought immediately, my you, person, you, we eat, my person get a plate. The whole thing is, for me, I'm erasing your debt. You're an adult. You have a redo. You have a do-over. Clean slate with cash. If you go broke again, that is your problem, not mine. The next thing I do. I'm going to give you this one time. And don't ask me for nothing else after that. No, because you're set up. You're good to go. Now, I might take you on vacations or whatever, stuff like that. No, I feel you. I feel you. But I'm not giving you any more money. The other thing that I would do after everybody's clean, and and when I say I'm paying, like, this is $1.5 billion. It's essentially impossible to go broke unless you dump And I love that you say that because a lot of people used to say, oh, if I give you a million dollars. A million dollars in today's world, you could be broke in 10 years. In 10 years. Okay, I, less than that. Less than I that. I can buy a car for that. There's cars that cost more than a million dollars now. That, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so. A million dollars ain't nothing. This is a little different. We're talking about billions of dollars, a billion dollars, which. 1.5 billion. So, which, here's the thing. Which would so be really I hard took, to so, lose. So, I could take care of anybody I wanted, even if I spent $500 million, which I there's no way it would cost me that much, to take care of everybody, I'd be set. I'd take care of myself. So, the next thing I would do is build a. Well, you know what? I, let's start this. The main thing I should say, first and foremost, the first thing I would do if I won that kind of money or was or inherited that kind of money is not tell anyone. Not a person. I already thought about that. If I won something, I'd be like, don't publish my name in the paper. No. Don't put me in nothing. As a matter of fact, if you have my number in your phone, lose it. Lose it. <laughs> everybody, I can't wait to know, not know a lot of people. But and everybody who ever shut a door in my face, best believe I'm coming back to buy the building. That's right. That's and right. You are getting evicted. And but I'm, anyway, and I'm gonna be so nice. I'm gonna be like, "Oh, how are you? Good, good. All right. Okay. Well, and, and yeah. I'm not gonna be rude. rude. I'm not gonna be rude. No, not rude but, at but all. Like I said, the next thing I would do. This is something I know. Now I don't know if you'd want to be a part of this. Uh, M to the water. I would build a compound where Cindy, Bryant, and Boo Boo, um, my parents, our parents, and my family. He's not even done. Let me just say no. But go ahead. No, but we'd have 60, 70, 80 acres. Where we'd all it would be connected, but we wouldn't all be under up underneath each okay, other. Okay, well, all right, all right. You you hit, you hit up with a different dynamic. Yeah, that's what I, said, I, a compound. I, I, I was thinking too small. Yeah, no, a compound with tunnels that lead to each home that's in case right. of emergency or disaster. Of course, d- disaster. So I would have people at my gate to be like, nah, nah, that's <laughs> okay. Don't be, me? don't be showing up in no, just random. Yeah, you're you're going to include your producer in that, right? You would want to live with my family. I mean, <laughs> if it's the last thing I have. <laughs> Jordan, we'd we'd have the dopest setup, and Jordan would be like, I mean, I guess it's okay. I, I stay humble. You stay humble. about other people's stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you stay humble, but your bad opinions would not go away with money. I guarantee. Yeah, you're right. But I would. You couldn't would, pay me a hundred million dollars. I would set, to say I, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I could set Jordan up. I could set Jordan up with his little his own studio. He'd be good to go um, with 1.5 billion easily. But but I would, the whole compound thing is a big deal to me because I know our family wants to be close, and we don't get to spend as much time together as we'd like to. 
and we would take family vacations every year, I'd have a whole center, uh, for like a rec center on the property for exercise, for all the other kind of stuff, but so we could have family dinners. I feel like you already know I wouldn't want to be part of that community. That's what I said. Okay. I said That's what I said earlier. I, right away, I said, I don't think that, I don't know that you'd want to be a part no, of No, no, no. I, I would be I would be somewhere where we, I could be accessible, um, and I would come to the well, compound all the time. But you know me, I ain't trying to and be. And also, do you think I'm going to have one home with $1.5 billion? Oh, that's true. Because have you you been to L.A., right? Yeah, I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's, it's not Parkersburg. But or it's Hawaii. Okay. You've been to Hawaii? I've never uh, been to Hawaii, no, but I, I know people who've been all around the world who say that Hawaii is the most beautiful place they've ever been. But that's it for me, basically. That, um, and then I would also give money to only to charities that I knew exactly where every penny went because a lot of executives take your money when you donate it and never reaches talk, the cause. For me, for me, I would definitely donate to certain charities that I knew were, were solid. Um, we would have to see about West Virginia Athletic. athletic. <laughs> No, that's real. That's no, no, we we would have to check it out and, and see. No, if you give good. me that kind of money, you can start making your own, you can start making that's, demands. That's the truth, and I love West Virginia. I love the old Golden Blue. Um, I grew up here. I root for them. They are my favorite team, bar none. But we would have real conversations, discussions, and 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 I would help out where I could if things were right. After that, for me, I'm not about huge houses. Don't get me wrong, billions of dollars. You're gonna have to have a few nice houses. You're gonna have to have a few Lamborghinis and whatnot. A few for, Lamborghinis. For me, I'm not a. I'm not like you know you know me. I don't really fast cars and stuff doesn't don't really impress me. Saying this is being said by somebody who's never driven a fast. car. I would have a bad whip, but like you know, I'm not hung up on that. For me, the the main thing I would think of if I got that money is like I said earlier, my person we eat, my person get a plate. My close family, and I don't have a whole lot. I don't have a whole lot of entourage to waste my money on. Yeah. But those people who are close to me, I would make sure that they were set. With a billion dollars, I would make sure they were set. After that, for me, my main excitement, my biggest excitement would be traveling to different spots in the world. For sure. Travel for sure. I would go Comfortable see. Comfortable travel. I, I would go see those spots that I always want to see. I'm I'm a dude. How about are you flying though, Jay? You flying coach? First still? class. You coach? First class. You already know it. First class with a billion dollars. I was joking. Uh, my own. <laughs> you buy the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. I want what Trump got. I want what Kanye but, but, and Kim went on. But for me, my most important thing is just to see the certain spots throughout the world, the historical site. I look. I'm a history nerd. I would love to go see all the historical sites in the world. But also on top of that, the thing that may bring me the most joy is I'm doing the the Major League Baseball best park tour. Every no 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 one every park. First year would be like the Major League Baseball. I'm going to Fenway. I'm go, which I've been to Yankee Stadium. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to Wrigley. To, to Wrigley Field in, in, in uh, Chicago. Um, then the next year, maybe I do the college football tour, which I already kind of did. I didn't make it out to the West Coast. After that, I'm going to the best NBA venues. Um, do I, NBA, I mean, is there any great NBA venue besides the Garden? Oh, that's a good question. I never hear anybody talk question. about it. I mean, like the, they talk about Oracle Arena being loud, but it's not like historic. It's not like something that you have the to Raptors, see. Like, the Raptors not, is crazy. Like, Raptors, I would love, but it's not like Wrigley or I would or love Fenway, to go like see Jurassic Park, man. Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not yeah, like Wrigley it's, or it's not the same. It's not the same. College football has those places. The NFL has those places. And I would be at every event. Every sports event that was worthy to be at. The biggest ones. The Super Bowl, the Final Four. Where would you be sitting? Oh, courtside. You got to be courtside, yeah. field side. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? Here's the thing. People if we at the game, then it's floor seat, people. You know? You know? And the thing is funny is like people are like 50-yard line, first row. No, that's not the spot to be at. Nope. Now, first of all, you need your For own. football games? Yeah, you, you need your own booth. But even, Sweet. 
suite, your own suite. But even if you can't get in a suite, for me, 50-yard line, but you got to be at least 30 rows up to actually see everything, to be able to take in what's actually happened, depth perception. But anyway, that's what I would do. If I had my money, it's it's sports, uh, venues, tour. Yeah. It's seeing the world, and it's setting up my family and my, and my friends. My final thing is we devote as much time as we can to RVK. Everything would go into making RVK the biggest and best podcast in the world, serving West Virginia the way that, that we would hope it would be served. Super Bowl commercial. But on top of that, being able to branch out and talk about things, personal issues, talk about social issues, um, like depression, like I talked about last week, I would love for this to be the kind of platform that reaches more people. And with that kind of money, you could make it happen. We could oh. buy a radio station. We could buy television networks, uh, or at least, you know, it depends on what it was. But it would change everything about RVK in the end. But like crush I said, the game, don't let the we game are, like we said, you. we were able to do charity. We talked about charity. We talked about family. We talked about fun. I think this one's done. Raspy Voice! Yo, what's up? It's Anderson Small. You are listening to Raspy Voice Kids. It's West Virginia basketball time. Hoops has not been a lot of fun to talk about, but we have transitioned from thinking about what will be right now in March to what we're going to be in the future. We lost to Oklahoma 92-80. to That's the kind of game that somebody mentioned. Uh, I think it might have been Josh Witt, Unreasonable Doubt, that maybe a month ago we lose by 30 points. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a glass this time, half, half full. This time we lose by 12. McCabe shoots 11 threes. McCabe, look, look. Let's say the talk about the upside. McCabe, big, big twelve new, no, big twelve newcomer of, of the week. week. Yeah. The funny thing is, I feel like he should have split that with Culver, who had 22 and 21. That's true, man. Now McCabe did have two back to back games that way, but Culver's game was monster. Now it was also triple overtime, but you just can't, you can't hate on that. But it's okay because I'm glad he got it. Um, the the thing that I looked at with that OU game is the young guys played. With McCabe shooting 11 threes, it tells me he's comfortable. He's not looking over his shoulder. He's not worried about if he's no, going to No, and he's playing well. And he's he made four well of right those, now, yeah. which means he shot, he shot better than 30%. Thir- better than 30%, uh, 33, 34, the 35%. Main thing, the main thing like with that. Oklahoma game is um, we had too many turnovers. We, but and, that's the theme of the and, season. In the first half, like if you look at like points off turnovers, I think uh, Oklahoma had 24. We only had 13 in the first half. Maybe that, maybe that was the game. But either way, um, they took the edge. The second half, we actually outscored them. We actually, I don't say outplayed them, but we, we edged them out in the second half. If you outscore them, you outplayed them. In the first half is, is where we really dug our own hole to get behind. And it's been a theme. We haven't won a road game all year long. That speaks to some of the injuries. That speaks to being youthful. But also, um, it just, you know, not also, but it just identifies what the problem is. We haven't won a road game, so I guess it was kind of to be expected. But well, what I liked saying, is that we kind of bounced back and we fought during the second half. Yeah, that's my whole thing. I don't want to talk about what we we're upset about because as far as what they didn't do well, because at this point that ship has sailed. I just like, I'm looking for what we're going to see in the next couple of years. And why that's important is because Beetle and Sags did not travel. They had been traveling with the team. Beetle and Sags did not travel. What that means, I don't know. Now, I heard a little rumor. And I will preface this by saying a rumor, uncorroborated. The person who told me said couldn't even remember where they heard it, but they said that Hug said he's not even he's not sure, certain that Beetle or Sags will be back in a WVU uniform next year. Which is very interesting. Sags, I could see because there's been at least minor issues spoken, maybe bigger problems behind the scenes. But I hadn't heard anything bad about Beetle. 
Um, the other thing interesting, Logan Route did not play. I didn't see that. I don't know what that means, but he didn't. Um, but looking towards the future again, you got Emmett Matthews, eight points, ten boards. I like seeing him come into his own. Kid's a little skinny. Kid's a little weak, but he's not going to stay that way. Yeah, we got youth on. Team. He's not going to stay that way. McCabe's the same way. He's he's skinny. He's weak. He's not going to stay that way. Yeah, yeah, but he he's showing more confidence and he, he's really appreciating his position, especially when he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. You can see him getting into just being himself. That's the thing, getting comfortable and just playing basketball. And then getting Napper back was good. He wasn't himself quite yet, but you can't expect him to be with that kind of a layoff, especially this being his first year in college basketball on the road. So what were we going to say? I, I, You know what the thing is? This is not necessarily just West Virginia, but like all of West Virginia cares about it, just like the rest of the Big 12 cares about it. We have an opportunity for Kansas not to win the Big 12. I don't know how I feel about that. We have two teams. But I don't know how. Texas I... Tech and, and Kansas State, right? Yeah. All they have to do is win out. Win out. Win your games this week. And Kansas doesn't win. Uh, I don't even know you how many. You really excited. You're happy about that? Yeah, I don't want Kansas winning it. I would rather Kansas. I don't. This I, is, no, this no, no. So I, I, I would love to. Break, no, I know what I, you're going to say. Yeah. You want us yeah. to stop them. I don't care. I want them to stop having their dominance. Yeah, I mean, to me, like, I don't care. But I, I like greatness unless we're the ones stopping it. And I don't care about Kansas State. I don't care about Texas Tech. So what good does that do me if they win? If they beat Kansas? We're in the same position. We didn't win it. Is that how you felt about uh, Oklahoma in football? If we didn't win it, you, you wanted Oklahoma to win it all? I'm just asking. I'm being honest. Yeah. Okay. Because, it, well, this year especially, it was our best chance for the playoffs. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not with you. I'm I'm tired. I don't I don't I don't I don't want and the other thing is I want to be the ones who dethrone. If they're going to have a huge run, what's another year after you won 14 in a row? What difference is 14 and 15? Well, because next year when I make my why I hate you, I don't have to, <laughs> yeah. to go around the fact that you just keep on winning. Another good point to bring out just to end this whole segment on basketball. Josh Witt brought this up on his Unreasonable Doubt podcast. He said, "We are ranked 117th." Out of, I think it is, 354 programs or something like that. There's only four Power 5 schools who are ranked lower than us. I don't think The last time we were this bad was the last year of Gail Catlett. That's okay. how bad it is. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think anybody's surprised by that stat. I, but it's interesting to see it actually put out there. Man, I know way. it is. It is. And it, it is. said last, it took three years from Catlett's worst year to Beeline Sweet 16. It took three years. Now, I think there's a little bit of difference depending on if Sag comes back because I don't think... There's a huge difference. We are riddled with injuries. We had two starters kicked off the team. That's four starters right now who haven't played well, for how long? Beeline kicked starters off his team as well. But you talk about Catlin. But you talk about Catlin. Because Catlin's last year was when it got bad. And took Beeline, Beeline comes in the next year, and it's three total years before they got to where they were going. But I, I'm saying Catlin was, so, but was, was this level of bad. But Catlin was this level of bad with his own team. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good Lord. But anyway. like, like Huggins, Huggins, man, man, we are riddled with injuries. Riddled uh, with injuries and yeah, problems injuries. and whatever else. So we'll see how it goes, but that's what it is for WVU basketball. Oh, and of course – we're going to talk to you about the Iowa State game. Tonight was a good night to be a Mountaineer. I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday night after the Iowa State victory. West Virginia prevails. Double-digit victory. Fantastic game for Jermaine Haley, finishing with 28 points. Very, very good offensive efforts by the West Virginia Mountaineers. I could tell that we did a good job in most phases of the game because after the game, Coach Huggins, Huggins was in a good mood. 
And that's a good barometer of what he thinks of this team. And I felt like watching the game and listening to him after the game that he believes in this team again in a way that he didn't early on. And it's a reminder that Coach Huggins didn't win 850 games by accident. Jordan McCabe seems to have a lot more freedom, a lot more confidence, a lot more command, and his stroke was on tonight. Hitting threes, looking good. Emmett Matthews has got such bounce, such heart, such hustle. I love the way he attacks the rebounds, attacks the boards. Derek Culver remains a man that is just almost impossible for people to guard. And he still doesn't understand how to beat a double team. He, every time he gets the ball in the double team, he wants to put it on the floor and spin. Eventually, he'll know how to find the open man. But until then, we'll take him, we'll take him getting to the rack. We'll take him getting to the foul line. We'll take him getting the other team in foul trouble because he's still learning. Um, it was good. Uh, it, was, it was just a good night to be a Mountaineer singing Country Roads on the final home game of the season. Fantastic. I was glad to be there. My voice is gone, as you can tell. But uh, I just wanted to add this since we recorded on Tuesday. This is a little addendum so that we didn't miss anything pertinent. Love y'all. On to the next segment. Raspy Voice! The home of the Raspy Voice Kids official pepperoni roll. Pizza Place, the pizza place of Morgantown, West Virginia, up there on the mile ground. Please go check out Mike and Luca as they hook you up with pies, sometimes heart-shaped pies. They do their very best, and it is the best pizza in the entire state, bar none. The Raspberry Voice Kids approve, and we indulge. Go check them out when you want some real flavor. We want to thank Shrinkables, a longtime partner, our first sponsor. They make the best bulldogs in the entire world. They're so cute, they're so cuddly. You can add them to your family. Shrink up bulls. And finally, the international traveler, quintessential businessman, Mr. Jim Ashley, a proud sponsor and partner of the Raspberry Voice Kids, also hailing from Parkersburg like your boys, the RVK. Please get at us. Spoiler alert. This is off my chest. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, two weeks in a row, I have an off my chest. Last time it was personal. This one is public. This is pop culture, except for Jeremy hasn't seen it like I told him to. In fact, Jordan hasn't seen it either. So, Jordan, you might want to leave for this. I'm going to do this all me. Talk about it. That's all me. Listen, have you guys seen Abducted in Plain Sight? Abducted in Plain Sight. I have never seen anything like that in my entire life. It was like unsolved mysteries, except for the mystery was solved. It was like to catch a predator, except for the predator had been caught and released and caught and released. I have never in my life seen anything like it. Now, I don't know how you guys feel, but the first thing that happened to me is I'm listening to this whole story and I've got children. So I feel like I don't know if I can watch this. In fact, about 10 minutes in, I texted my friends. I told them I don't think I can watch this. Because I was waiting for the kids to get abducted at the bus stop. You know, like everybody saw it, it was in plain sight. Or like get abducted at the playground. Everybody saw it, it was in plain sight. But no, that's not what it is. These people let some dude into their home. They didn't just let him in their home, they let him into their hearts. B, as they called him, manipulated those people in a way I've never seen, but I don't understand how it's even possible. Now, people keep trying to say, well, I, I shouldn't say people keep trying to say. One person said, well, if you look back, it was the 70s, it was Idaho, it was Utah. No, I don't care when it is. I don't care when it is. There's no time you let a grown man sleep in the same bed as your child. Period. There's no time that you let a grown man take one of your children without taking the others. 
There's no way you let that happen. And you certainly don't sign an affidavit saying that the person's not guilty and that you thought it was okay. When that happened, it blew my mind. But the biggest moment is when the father is riding with B and B says he needs relief. Listen, if you ain't talking about peeing, don't talk to me, B. I cannot believe what happened happened. I couldn't believe the gestures. I couldn't believe the facial expression. I had to stop and text my friends like, what is happening? Then mama has an affair. And if you listen closely, mama, even after all these decades, even after all that he did, mama to me sounded like she's still in love with him. So the question becomes, was she abducted or did these people let this happen because they felt guilty about the things that they had done? That's a real, real good question. I don't know where you fall on it. I just, I can't believe it. I can't believe that's real. It's real. And if to me, the only person besides the children that I could that I don't hate from that whole thing is the FBI agent. And I swear to goodness, I'm telling you right now, if I was him, I would have strangled every person involved with my bare hands. Choke the life out of them. Wake up. This makes no sense. It made no sense. And then they're the ones who wrote the book. They're the ones who made the documentary. Are you kidding me? You you felt comfortable enough to tell people what you did, what you were a part of, for real? The other thing about that to me is you must be hard up for money. Ain't no way in the world I'm going out telling people what I let happen to my child. What you think, you helping people? Like sometimes you tell your story because it's going to help people. What in the world are you helping? There's nothing you're helping. Everything you're doing is common sense. I'll tell you, for example, I had a friend who got arrested. He got arrested because he had $80,000 worth of coke in his trunk. Cocaine, cocaina. And when I talked to him after he got bailed out and before he went to trial, he said, if I could give you some advice, I'll just say, don't transport drugs. And that would have been good enough, even though I already know that. That's plenty to say. And to me, it's absurd because he knows me. You don't ever have to tell me that. But then he continued. He said, don't transport drugs across state lines. Now, how are you going to put that little extra caveat on it? I'm not transporting drugs, period. You don't have to add across state lines. I was never going to transport drugs. The same with abducted in plain sight. There's nothing that happened in that documentary that I learned from. Nothing. The only thing I learned is those people are morons, possibly cover-ups, and it is ridiculous. But if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. Before this goes, I'm going to make sure Jordan puts in spoiler spoiler alert because I did get some spoilers. But still, man, relief? Like I said, you better be talking about peeing if you ever say you need relief to me. Wrap me, boys! The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill, responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astorg Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Antonio Brown, still making news, did a sit-down interview one-on-one. And, Jeremy, one of the things he said was he takes no blame for anything that happened in Pittsburgh. Well, he shouldn't. He said, not only do I not, he said he doesn't take any blame. The other thing that he said that was really a big deal is he said, I don't need this game. He said, I've, my home is paid off. I've made sound investments. And, and I like that, by the way. I was joking with the he shouldn't. Okay. He said, I'll own. Just for all those who are, like, ready to hate mail. Saying. Well, I mean, I don't know. There are people who feel like you shouldn't. But what I will say is he said to them, 
I'm going to do this on my own terms. If they don't meet my terms, I'm not going to play. And he wasn't just talking about the Steelers. And he said, I don't need the game because he saved his money. He's invested wisely. He paid off his home. And I heard one person say on Twitter, somebody said he needs to grow up. And I said, what in the world is more grown up than making sound investments, being wise with your money so that you can leverage, leverage, have better leverage in any negotiation or deal? I'm, I'm trying to think, has he ever been in any trouble? Yeah, I believe he had a domestic abuse. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But I'm not talking about him as a good guy or bad guy. What I'm saying is an adult. You say grow up. What you mean is do what I want you to do. Do what the billionaires have asked. Amen. I never understand people who side with billionaires over millionaires. They sit there and they say stuff like, oh, these players get paid all this money. Who, how much money do you think the owners are making if they're able to pay these players that money? Second of all, do you remember Troy Brown? Yeah. Troy Brown for the Patriots, number eight. Key player. He was a key player for the Patriots. Key player, man. He played receiver. Then they were down defensive backs. You know what he did during this same exact season? DB. He switched over to defensive backs. He played both sides of the ball, did everything they asked of him, and you know what they did the the, the very next offseason? Cut. They cut him. They cut him. There's no loyalty in that league. You take care of yourself because everybody else is taking care of themselves. Your teammates aren't giving you money when you're when you can't afford your car note or when you or when your kids need insurance uh, or any of those other kinds of issues. And so, to me, Antonio Brown's doing the right thing. Now, you may not like it. You may not like his attitude. I certainly don't like his mustache or his hair. <laughs> he looks like Coolio mixed with Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. But that said, how can you be mad at a man who's made wise decisions? That is what the free market's about. You put yourself in the best position to make as much money as you can, and or dictate your life and for me like i don't know all the ins and outs and i don't know and maybe it's just two people spazzing out but i think it's interesting of the big three in pittsburgh there's two players who now Le'Veon bell set out an entire year now they're having problems with antonio brown two of the big three like i'm not saying that this condemns pittsburgh i'm not saying it's their problem it i'm just condemn pittsburgh i'm just saying like but it condemns mike tomlin i'm i don't know about that I, i'm just mike saying tomlin and joey porter got kicked out of a high school game uh, his son's high school game, they were standing at a fence. They were kicked out of the high school game. Now, how can you be the head coach of the Steelers? In Pittsburgh, you get kicked out of a high school game? I'm just saying, for me, when you have two of the big three who are having issues and problems, now there, there's a chance maybe it's both of them at the same time. Yeah. But for me, on the other, uh, looking at the other side of it, usually it's not both of them at the same time. And I, I don't know who's the problem. I don't know who to point the finger at. I just know there's a major problem. I would and go, I can't bring myself to believe... It's just with the two star players. Well, you, Antonio Brown's clearly a diva. We saw him. He is recording in the locker room. But, but is Le'Va, uh, Le'Veon Bell a diva too? Le'Veon Bell was suspended for how many games for marijuana? Which means it wasn't his first offense. Because I don't believe he gets suspended on first offense. Marijuana equals diva. No, well, that's not what equals a diva. And, and, the way he handled this whole thing, like when James Conn, when the Steelers, look, look, like when the Steelers, when the Steelers lost, and you tweet, I don't think he wrote interesting, but he wrote something like that. That kind of stuff is diva. But 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 when Bud Roethlisberger says I should have passed the other receiver every single time, here's the thing: I know you're talking about uh, Antonio Brown. Oh, he shouldn't be this. You're you're a quarterback. You're supposed to lead the team, and so when you say I should have thrown the the Juju Smith Schuster, is that his name? Yeah. Um, that's that definitely is his name. Um, I should have thrown it to him every single time. I don't feel like that's, like, granted, I know you have to know your players and know what motivates them. I don't think this was motivation. I think this was stereotypical Ben Roethlisberger. And that's what Antonio Brown said in that interview. Yeah. He said, you've got one player, and he's separated from the other players. Like, it shouldn't be that way. We're a team. And how, I'm sorry, like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't bring this up. How was he separated from all the other players? How in the world? Because he's the quarterback. He's a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, he's a two-time something else, too. 
What's the other thing, Jay? Alleged. I'm sorry. I'm going to just say it. The alleged rape scandal. I've never seen a player in my life who has had not one, but two rape scandals, which he's never convicted on, but within, what, a year span? Uh, I don't think it was a year, but it was too close for me. Very close. First of all, two... two you, and to be completely unscathed, life. nobody brings it up. Nobody says, hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. Two rape scandals. I mean, there are within, burgers jerseys running around. Within three years, same style. You're saying within three years, you literally have no idea what the time I know they were is. close, though. I know they were close. They're relatively though. close. And My it, whole thing is I don't care if they were 20 years apart. Who has two different rape accusations? But this forty-year-old man. But this forty-forty-year-old man. You're going to build your franchise around instead of the two young studs. But to studs me, Ben's, that you a have. Di- Ben's a diva too. One of the re- things I say about Ben is every offseason he talks about how he's going to retire. And in my hold up, you said Ben's a diva too, but they're talking about paying him his money. Yeah, he's a quarterback. Okay, the re- receivers are replaceable. Running back, forty. Running backs, no, no, running backs are a dime a dozen. Forty-year-old quarterback who won the Super Bowl this year? Who has threatened? Who, who won the Super Bowl this year? Don't compare people to Tom Brady, please. You're saying forty-year-old compared to Tom Brady? Forty-year-old quarterback who has threatened to retire even what a couple years ago. That's why I just said he's a diva. That's, That's what I'm saying. saying not a couple not years just ago, a diva, not diva. Every, but how in the world do you get like you're talking Jeremy, about? I just answered the question. It's simple. He's his position is more, it's like a queen in chess. You'll give up a rook before you give up the queen. It's true. You'll give up a knight way before you give up the queen. True. And so in football, the queen is the quarterback. And I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean that it's the most important piece. It you is. Have a I agree. He I says agree. They have nothing. And Ben Roethlisberger is a proven winner. He's won two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. One, one, one legit. One legit because I don't believe the first one against Seattle was real. But he's got two rings. It's way easier to get rid of those other guys, especially guys who don't show up to team But meetings. you know what? It's, it, it's not even about getting rid of those guys. It's about the stuff where I see the and, – and What, I'm what not, did James I'm, Harrison say? And, and I'm not saying it's Pittsburgh releasing these like bad uh, vibes towards these players. You mean, like, you mean like leaking information? Leaking information, but I feel like it is. No, I mean, but I mean Antonio Brown's out here saying what he did. Le'Veon Bell's stuff is public. Le'Veon Bell's putting stuff out on social media. You see him out jet skiing. While, you know what I mean? Like, do what you want to do. But yeah, a lot of the stuff is brought If you keep this stuff quiet, you say what you want to do, mind your own business, it's fine. I don't care. I'm not upset at Le'Veon Bell. I'm not upset with Antonio Brown. They've both taken calculated risk. You take those calculated risks, you take what comes with it. The Pittsburgh Steelers' problem, in my opinion, is Mike Tomlin. When James Harrison left, he said they lacked discipline. You talk about two players who are out of control, they lack discipline. You think, Jeremy, do you think for a second Bill Belichick would deal with any of this crap? I don't think so, but I also don't like you talking about Mike Tomlin, but go ahead. I'm just telling you, Mike Tomlin's team is undisciplined. I mean, watch it. Like, you're the one who just said, I'm inclined to look at the Steelers when you've got two players. Who's responsible for the Steelers? Well, I mean, uh, you think the head coach, but sometimes it's the owner. The Roonies have been impeccable over their entire span. No, 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 no. Well, the, excuse me. The dude who passed. There's a new Rooney and Rule at, at Pittsburgh. Yeah, but they're sticking to the same script. And no, 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 no. You, you don't know that. He's, yeah, he, I do he's, know that. He's new. Jeremy. He, he thinks he's sticking to the same script. He's a new, wait, he's wait. A new owner. So the Steelers still do their same? They're doing the same exact thing they've always done. How long? How long? What, it's been like two two or three years? I don't know how long he's been there, I, but what I'm telling you is. I'm saying just because he has the last same last name doesn't mean the same person. Just like you. Me and you are Jeremy, very similar. That, but if you were if you were owning something and then somehow you, you weren't there anymore and I took over, we would have some of the same principles, but it's not the same thing. The core principles are the same. They do not negotiate with players. They never have. They never will. Okay. They don't fire coaches at the drop okay. of a hat. They okay. never have. They never will. The okay. operation maintains the same. The difference is 
There's no control in that locker room. I never saw this. Uh, hold up. You're saying all this stuff. Tomlin's been there for a long time. I've never seen this under the other Rooney. Are you kidding me? When Mike Tomlin took his foot out and tripped a player while he was running a kickoff back, the head coach tripped a player. Accidentally. On a, exactly. <laughs> Mike Accidentally. Tomlin himself showed a lack of discipline, sticking his foot out and tripping a player during a kickoff. I, I, I can't put this all on, 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 on Mike Tomlin. Then who are you putting? You're putting it on the owner or the GM based on what? Maybe the new one. Maybe the new one. Like, I, I don't mean, you know. Have no, you have, have two no players. Evidence, and I'm giving you evidence. And, no, and I'm saying they're and clearly also, like sticking I said, with Mike, this J- dude. Jimmy, and also, I, the other thing I'm saying, James Harrison, who is going to be into the ring of honor for the Steelers. And he should. He's, he's the one who said they, don't, they lack discipline. There's okay. only one person responsible for that. It's the head coach. And it's not like his first, second, third year. He's been there for a long time. This is a problem, and I believe it's Mike Tomlin's fault. Okay. I, look, I respect that. You believe it's Mike Tomlin's fault. I get you. I hear you. I, I'm not sure at this point, but that's all I got to say. Okay, I'm not sure at this point. And that's that. Rat me, boys! Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. Now we're going to talk about the non-revenue generating sports. That means the sports that don't actually make money for the athletic department. It does not diminish their importance, except for it does kind of diminish their importance. However, they're still fun. We still love them. Randy Maisie's squad had a good weekend in Corvallis. Now, it's hard to say they had a good weekend because they lost two of the three games, but it's easy to say it when you realize that they're the defending national champions. Yeah, and Oregon they're, State is real. They're ranked real. number three in the nation, and we played at their home. Didn't get swept. Didn't get swept. Because of Cage Stroud, who was the Big 12 pitcher of the week, he had a no-no going into the seventh inning. Kevin Brophy hit a home run. It was his first of the season. And Paul McIntosh hit his first career home run. That's when big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. That's what those guys did to avoid the sweep. That was awesome. Gymnastics ranked number 24 in the nation. Top 25 team yet again. Uh, They went to Ohio State. They, They competed in Columbus. They had their highest road score of the season. They came up just short, just behind Ohio State. But it makes sense because Ohio State is ranked number 23. That's right. That's so right. they're right behind them like you would and, expect. And biased judges, but go ahead. And biased judges. Vic Riggs squad that is swimming and diving, they are putting on a show. Now, they're not winning everything all the time, but they're breaking WVU records left and right. Tristan DeCibio, he won a silver, and he broke the school record for the 200 breaststroke. David Dixon, he won two golds at the Big 12 swimming and diving meet. He re-broke, re-broke his own 200 fly school record. And he was the WVU Athlete of the Week. The women's free relay team broke the school record. So that was awesome for the free relay. Also in the free relay, you have Julia Nilton. She broke WVU's women's freestyle record. Emma Harris broke two records herself, the 100 and the 200 breaststroke. Shout to Emma. Mm. Shout to Emma Harris. She follows us Follows us right, on Instagram. Right. We follow her. We follow all of them. If, right you're, an stroke, athlete, WVU, if, if, if you're an athlete at WVU, we follow all of you because we love the old Golden Blue. We're supporting you. Thank you for doing what you do. Shout to the non-revenue. Raspy Voice. Big shout to the Raspy Voice Kids' newest sponsor, sports fans run by Chad Rogers right there in Hurricane, West Virginia. He's got all of your gear covered. If you want to look good and feel good, go to sports fans. That is S P O R T S 
F-A-N-Z-W-V.com. Chad Rogers, man with the hookup. We also want to give a big shout and thank you to Sandwich You, the king of the fat sandwich. Please get at them and tell them the raspy voice kid sent you because you will not have a sandwich that is better. You also can't have a shake that is better. George Daniels in there doing his thing. Chris Truck Neal always supporting the brand. We love them, and you're going to love them too. Tell them the RVK sent you. On to WVU football, we talk about football every chance we can, which means every podcast, every single episode, you will hear us talk about WVU. WVU. So anyway. Oh, that's that's not the that's a fight song. Okay, excuse me. I got it wrong. But anyway. The pride of Jay and Veen and me, Brandon Phoenix, we were at the NFL Combine this week. Saturday, March the 2nd, we got to go in Indianapolis at the Lucas Oil Field. And uh, it was interesting to say the least. There were six Mountaineers there, second in the Big 12, one of the most, uh, one of the highest amount of players of all the teams in the NCAA. And we got to watch Trevon Wesco. We got to watch Willie G. And what did you think? What did you think, Jeremy? Man, it's great to watch them guys. I don't know. It's just a sense of, a sense of pride looking out on the field, like, oh, yo, that's Wesco. And they're getting ready and they're warming up. Man, it was awesome to be there. Um, to watch them run their 40s. Uh, Will ran, what, a 484? That was his best one's 484. Not, not, bla- not blazing, but. Not blazing. I can't, I can't imagine being on that scene. Like, I would love to talk to him and see what the difference is between playing a big time game where there's a lot of pressure and then. Doing a combine a bunch in front of a yeah, bunch of Skype, performing shorts, and there's people which, who play who are, who are better in game. Which which is your livelihood? Like these, these, this is one of the big one of the big moments. I know there's a few moments before the draft. Yeah. This is one of the biggest moments before the draft. Um, so no doubt, nerves and stuff had to go into it. But I love being there. And by the way, I saw a whole lot of Mountaineers there. Yeah, there was a whole lot of Mountaineers. Lot of Mountaineers. That, was, that was one of the coolest things. We've seen a ton of Mountaineer fans there. Of course, WVU Sports Management, they were there too. Shout to Kate Lyons. Got to see her. They're right, out there right. learning their craft. So that was, cool. that was cool to see. I was, I'll be honest, I was very underwhelmed by Will's performance. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, th- he, was, he was accurate on the deep balls. Like we know, he's the uh, best deep ball thrower absolutely. there. Absolutely. And he and was on point with the slant routes. He was pretty good with the slant. Oh, perfect on slant You, route. you perfect, already knew. Perfect, perfect on the slant How route. How many touchdowns he threw at WVU yeah. to, to David Sills on the yeah. slant route? Perfect, right? on the, perfect on the slants. Excellent with the deep ball. But it was those out routes to the sidelines and the hashes. Man. That's where he struggled. That's where he struggled all season, as people talked about on tape. Wesco did everything well. He's just not that fast. He's not explosive. No, he's not explosive. That's the thing. Like He gets up to speed. After the first 10 yards, man, he gets up to speed, but... Um, the, at least the NFL scouts can see his strength. He's 267 pounds at 6'3". You don't have to be – like, like I, I said, think he ran a 4.89. Oh, look, I'll tell you for sure. Yeah, 4.89. Um, you don't have to be blazing speed when you have that power that he has. You saw the blocking drill. Um, you've seen other things that he did. Like people are, Actually, I heard even NFL scouts talking about him being a fullback. Yeah, they talk about Play, being, a, being pl- a fullback. Playing fullback. So I think he really helped himself at, with this combine. I think so, too. I mean, he's been moving up the board all season. Excellent right. senior year. Excellent um, uh, scouting combine. And then, of course, the players had meetings. So I know Will met with the Patriots. I believe he met with the Broncos. Um, so a lot of that stuff's going to make a difference, especially for the quarterback. So we'll get, we'll get to see what happened. But to me, the person who had the best combine, it's not to me, it's without question, Gary Jennings had the best combine. Better than uh, Yadney? Gary Yadney only did, the only thing he did was bench press. That's all he needed. He did 32. (laughs) Gary Jennings ran a 4-4-2, did 20 reps on the bench of 225, which David Long only did 18, which surprised me. 
But I think he might not be healthy. He alluded to the fact that he might not be healthy, but that he will be a full participant in uh, WVU's Pro Day. He had, um, what else did he do? He had a 37-inch vertical, which Will had a good vertical, 34 inches. And that was good with David Sills, too, because David Sills is 6'3". He had a 6'3 and a half, and he had a 37-inch vertical as well. So Gary Jennings measured in in like 6'1". He had a 7.32 3-cone uh, drill and a 4.15 on the twenty. The funny thing shuttle. about the th- funny thing about Gary Jennings is he's so. If you watch him, he's a specimen, man. He's ripped up. He's a big dude. He can run. He's strong. He's strong. Um, great hands. But if it wasn't for DK, what's his name? DK from Metcalf. Ma- Metcalf, who is dude, is incredible. I mean, just a real ridiculous specimen. People will be talking about Jennings, but anyway, well, like everybody said, uh, not everybody said. I forget who it was. One of those scouts. Uh, one of, Ian Rappaport, maybe. DK Metcalf had 67 catches, I think. 67 receptions, maybe. Yeah. So he's not, he's probably not that good. He's fast, straight line. Clearly, he, I don't care what anyone says. Nobody look, nobody has 1.9% fat at six foot uh three, 238 pounds. Nobody. Nobody, nobody has that. Right. Uh so take of that what you want, but I'm saying it out. I'm saying it. Okay. Reoids. Uh I, David Sills didn't drop a single pass, I believe, in any of the drills. Wesco only dropped one, but I think Gary Jennings helped himself the most. The combine was lit. Now, more importantly to what is actually happening for the West Virginia Mountaineers, the NFL, or not the NFL, Neil Brown has now signed his first 2020 player. The first 2020 take me home. He comes from Boyle, uh, yeah, Boyle County, which is Neil Brown's, alumna, uh, Neil Brown's alma mater. And uh, his name is Reese Smith. And so and he, far. And he looked good, man. I looked him up on YouTube. If you look on YouTube, watch how he passes people. Watch his hands. They said he ran in the 4 4 range. He, four, they, four, four. He's an athlete. Man, he looks good. He looks good. So, yeah, that's exciting. He's excited to be there. Hopefully, that opens up a pipeline into Kentucky. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.